KMUW's podcast platform is made possible by High Touch Technologies, a software, technology, and business communications company that provides products, services, and support to all industries. High Touch brings the human touch to technology with a world-class team of industry experts. Learn more at hightouchtechnologies.com. I'm Josh Carey. And I'm Chef Tom Jackson. And you're listening to Cooking with Fire. Today we're going to be taking a break from the grill and firing up our cocktail skills with some Irish whiskey. Let's get started. This is Cooking with Fire, a global exploration of barbecue from KMUW. Welcome to episode 71 of Cooking with Fire. Today we're going to dive into the world of Irish whiskey. The debate is centuries old and will likely never cease. Who made whiskey first, the Scots or the Irish? If I personally had to pick, I'd pick the Irish, but this is likely due to my preference for Irish whiskey over Scotch and their own fierce fight for independence. But here's what we do know. The word whiskey has Gaelic origins and comes from the word ishka baha, which means water of life. The first written reference to Irish whiskey was in the year 1405 when a clan leader was said to have died from drinking too much whiskey on Christmas. But by 1405, Irish iska or whiskey had been around for years, thanks to the monks who began distilling perfumes in the 12th century. The story goes that one of these monks got drunk off his perfumes, and the distillation of alcohol on the island of Ireland had officially begun. With no grapes or traditional alcohol ingredients naturally occurring on the island, the monks took the barley that was growing there, and the recipe for Irish whiskey was born. So what are the rules for Irish whiskey? The distillate must have some malted barley in it by law, and this is where the four types of whiskey come from. First is malt whiskey, which is 100% malted barley, which is distilled in pot stills. This must come from one distillery. Second is pot still whiskey, which is a minimum of 30% malted barley and 30% unmalted barley with up to 5% of other grains added. Third is grain whiskey, which is made up of no more than 30% malted barley and other cereal grains such as corn, wheat, or barley. And finally, there's blended whiskey, which is the most common, which is any blend of the previous three styles of whiskey. The distillate itself cannot exceed 94.8% alcohol by volume, must be matured in wood casks, typically oak, that are no larger than 700 liters for a minimum of three years within the Republic of Ireland or in Northern Ireland, and it can contain no additives other than water and caramel color. Finally, it cannot be bottled at any less than 40% alcohol by volume. But it was the year 1608 when things began to change for the distillers in Ireland. The king had seen how much whiskey was being distilled and sold and wanted a cut of the profits. So he ordered licenses to be sold to distillers for the purpose of taxation. The very first distiller to get his license was Sir Thomas Phillips, who was a landowner in the town of Bushmills. In the following centuries, a number of new laws and controls aimed at keeping the quality of whiskey high were enough to close many distilleries. In 1779, there were 1,228 distilleries in Ireland. There were only 32 in 1821. And by last count in 2017, there were just 30. Though that number is up from the previous decades when the number dropped below 30. Now for a few tasting notes. Tom and I have a couple Bushmills products in front of us, so let's go. First up is Bushmills Super Affordable Red Bush. If you have taken a look at the Bushmills lineup in the store, you will have noticed three bottles under $30, namely their original white label, their black label, and this red label whiskey. Each of these is a blended whiskey and with barrel differences being the most important thing between them. The Black Bush is aged in ex Oloroso sherry casks, which gives it a fruity character, while this Red Bush is aged in ex bourbon casks, which gives it 
a bit more punch and a nice inviting nose. The nose has nice hints of grain and butterscotch, which makes sense with the bourbon cask being used to age them. The palate has a nice bit of citrus with some toasted nuts and a little bit of leather. The finish is a little lacking with some funky cardboard notes coming in, but in the end it's a whiskey worth checking out if you're new to Irish whiskey. The second bottle we have here is a bit more expensive, coming in around $40 to $45, and that is Bushmills 10-Year Single Malt Irish Whiskey. This is the youngest single malt that Bushmills makes, the others in the series coming in at 16 and 21 years, respectively. This whiskey is aged in both bourbon and sherry casks. The first thing I pick up on the nose is chocolate, followed by some nice grains and a little oak and a light citrus scent. A really pleasing whiskey that is going to be quite different from the Red Bush we just tried. Yeah, I agree. Right on the front of the nose, you get some nice baking chocolate, a little lemon peel, and some kind of woody note that I can't quite seem to place. The palate has those single grain characteristics that you expect, with big malt flavor, vanilla, honey, and a little bit of strawberry in the back. Finally, the finish is some nice saltwater taffy with a little vanilla and a hint of oak just lingering there. This is a pour that I think everyone should try, especially given its relatively young age and price. Now, you may have noticed that we did Bushmills whiskey after talking about how Sir Thomas Phillips was granted the first distillery license in 1608. Though Phillips did not found the now famous Bushmills distillery, his legacy of distilling has been embraced by the brand, which is noted on the 1608 markings you'll find on their products. Now is the perfect time to cut out to Chef Tom in the ATBBQ.com teaching kitchen and get started on today's recipe. Well, to get started on our smoked cocktail today, we're going to kick this off by making a fruit syrup reduction. Now, there's all kinds of fruits that you could use for this. What we're using today are blackberries. So I've got about four ounces of blackberries that I'm putting in a small sauce pot, just kind of over medium heat. I'm gonna add about a quarter cup of water and one to two tablespoons of sugar. About a tablespoon and a half looks just right. Just kind of give this a stir around here. I'm going to start to break these down over medium heat. So what we're looking to do here is really infuse the berry flavor into the syrup created by the water and the sugar and the water that cooks out of the blackberries. So you're going to start to see these blackberries break down, which is exactly what we're looking for. So the water's come up to a simmer and the sugar's kind of dissolved. And I'm going to help this process along now by taking a wooden spoon and just sort of breaking down some of these berries open those up and this should kind of expedite the process. So we've been going for about five minutes now. Our blackberries are all broken down. I've lowered the heat down to low heat to make sure that we don't scorch anything because as we lose the moisture to evaporation, we're more prone to scorching. So we're gonna continue to just sort of cook this down. We don't wanna go as far as like a jam. We're gonna leave a little bit more liquid in there than that. But here in just a couple of minutes, what I'll be looking for is when I pull the spoon through the mixture, it doesn't immediately fill in behind it. So this is kind of reduced down to a syrupy texture. All right, so this is reduced down to where we want it. I'm gonna pull this off the heat and transfer this over to a metal strainer to strain off the liquid from the solids. And that liquid's what we're gonna use to build our cocktail. So this will get rid of all of the texture, all of the seeds, all of that, and just leave behind a bit of a blackberry syrup. Super pungent flavor-wise, beautiful color to it. And you can actually go ahead and just throw this in your fridge to cool off. Now I've let the syrup cool down and we're gonna start to build the cocktail, but before we do that, we're gonna get a little smoke on our glass. And the way we're gonna do that is with a little cedar plank and a blowtorch. So I'm just hitting the surface of the cedar plank with the blowtorch. 
Nothing crazy, just enough to get a little bit of smoke going. So we'll blow that out. We're gonna set our glass right on top of that spot so that it captures any of the smoke that's coming off of the cedar. So we'll let that sit there as we build this cocktail. The first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna take a couple tablespoons of soda water and add to it a tablespoon of wildflower honey. Now the reason we're doing this separate is because we want this honey to dissolve into the water before we build the rest of the cocktail. So I'm just gonna give this a stir until the honey is dissolved. Now this is a pretty simple cocktail recipe as most are. We're just stirring everything together and there's really only about four ingredients. We've got that honey dissolved into the soda water. So I'm gonna take my glass that's been sitting there for a minute, soaking up some smoke. We're gonna fill it with ice. We'll add to that the honey water. We're gonna do two ounces of that fruit syrup and two and a half ounces of Irish whiskey. We'll give that a stir. If you've got any room left at the top, just go ahead and top it off with a little bit of soda water and that's all there is to it. Great fruity Irish whiskey cocktail. That does it for today's episode. Let us know if you cook this recipe and email us at cookingwithfirepodcast at gmail.com to let us know what else you'd like us to feature on the show. And as always, visit KMUW.org to get the full recipe for this week's cook. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. This allows us to reach more listeners. And join us next time as we celebrate American independence with a discussion of bottled and bond bourbons while Chef Tom cooks up some spicy bourbon chicken wings. <laughs>